welcome to the DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. However, today, we're not actually talking about diesel laptops. We're going to talk on what I call the redheaded stepchild of the company. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't even say that because I have a redheaded wife and I have a redheaded <laughs> son, but they're not stepchilds. But <laughs> with all that said, if you're watching this, you can probably see I have a different logo on my shirt today. And we're going to talk about another division of our company most people don't know about. And we jokingly say that. I got nothing against redheads. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Tim. Who is not a redhead? Welcome no, here, man. No, thanks. Thanks. For, it's good to be here. So it, this is Tim Rodabaugh. And if you recognize the name Rodabaugh, it's because he's not the first Rodabaugh <laughs> to be on the DL. You're actually the third. So you want to talk about yeah. the first two that have been on here. So I don't know if you're saving the best for last or the worst <laughs> for last, but uh, first one uh, was Stacy. She's the IT director here at Diesel Laptops. And then my son, Hunter, he was he designed a video game for us. He did. Uh, he did. Yeah. He designed an awesome video game for us. And I, I don't want to say you're the last, but I ran into other people to interview inside the company. So yeah. we figured yeah. we'd talk about more uh, into it. Uh, I, he, he knows I'm kidding. He knows <laughs> I'm kidding. So I, I, I think a lot of people don't know that we have this, this other division of our company called Marine Diagnostic Tools. Yeah. And it's MarineDiagnosticTools.com. I don't think we even have the Marine Tools on DieselLaptops.com. We kind of spun mm -hmm. off this other thing. And... We really kind of have it like on a passive mode, and it's going to do like a million dollars this year in business. Yeah, so, yeah. so maybe it's not the redheaded stepchild for much longer <laughs> here. Uh, but you know, I guess just in a sense of an overview, what what is Marine Diagnostic Tools? Can you kind of set the stage a little bit for for what what that what is that? Uh, so you know, Marine Diagnostic Tools, it, it is what it, it says. It's it's tools that we sell that diagnose marine engines. Um, you know, it'll diagnose anything from a PWC to a, you know, a Caterpillar tugboat, you know, Caterpillar yeah. engine tugboat. Um, you know, we have the all the cables listed in there. We have cases. You know, we have the two main tools, the Texa Marine software and then the Kajali Marine software. Um, both tools are great. You know, they, they cover a wide array of engines and, and vessels. So you mentioned two brands. We both had the people from Texa and Kajali on here. And I know we, we never really talk about Marine with them at all. We never really talk about it with anybody. <laughs> but but it, is, it is a growing part of our business. Uh, and I, I know we knew really nothing when we first started this whole venture yeah. with Marine Tools. So, and I know I knew I knew nothing. Diesel Laptops knew nothing. And, and you really came in not knowing much about it as well. Yeah. So I think for people that maybe are listening to this, like, man, how did you guys get into the Marine diagnostic business? I think step one for us was we don't know nothing. We need to learn something. Yeah. So do you remember what it was like those first couple months with us? What we what yeah. we asked you to do? And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you uh, you dropped a text on my desk and then you dropped a Kajali on my desk and said, hey, go figure this out and let me know. So that's what I did. I went knocking on doors uh, on shops and saying, you know, you let us test here. And they were they were real open with it. We started testing and learning the software. Um and we're still learning, you know, with everything that comes out, uh, the updates that they put out every year or every month or whatever the, the cycle is, depending on the tool. Um, it was a lot to lot to learn really quick. Um, yeah. You know, I think we went from selling 100 tools before I got here, and now we're thousands a year. Yeah. So I, I think the thing to do is kind of compare industries and let people understand how this all relates a little bit. So, you know, the story I always tell to people, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it kind of starts with automotive, right? They were kind of went electronic first. They had seatbelts yeah. and safety systems. They went electronic, emissions, and all those things. And then you kind of had commercial trucks not far behind it. The mid-2000s, mm -hmm. we started having to put emission requirements on there, more complex. We went from having one or two ECMs to having a bunch. I mean, today's trucks have dozens. Yeah. 
um, and cars have hundreds, right? Mm, yeah. And then, and then, kind of nearing that same point, maybe even a little bit later, you had heavy equipment and earth moving equipment and farm tractors. And in some regards, they're actually even ahead of where of where truck is and even automotive. When you look at some of the things with robots driving farm tractors and all that craziness yeah. going on. And then it's kind of marine. So, I, and I hope I have this fact right, and I'm pretty sure I got it from Mario over at Texa. But he said basically at the end of the day. The things used to be mechanical, there was no emission requirements, there was none of these things going on. All this emission stuff applies to all these industries. Mm -hmm. And in the marine world, the number he gave me, I think it was 2010 was the last year everything was really the first year everything was electronic. So all these mechanical things that people were used to now all of a sudden have ECMs on them Mm -hmm. in the marine world. And I did a little Google sleuthing before this because people are always like, man, how big is that marine world? And in the, I can correlate it this way. In the commercial truck world, there's about 9 million commercial trucks driving around all the time. In the marine world, there's over 17 million in the United States. These are U.S. Yeah, numbers. Does, right. that, does that surprise you at all from what, from what you know or what you see? It does, but it doesn't. I mean, because I've been doing it, you know, since I've been here, you see a lot of boats. I mean, you go from, you know, your little nine horsepowers to, you know, your giant you know d-deck detroits or your you know your um whatever it might be the mtus or you know the caterpillars i mean there's a ton of boats out there yeah and i, I think the part that kind of caught me off guard too was how many different segments there are i was used to truck yeah. you either you either own trucks that you work on yourself or you work on somebody else's trucks that that's really that's really the, the two big branches <laughs> in, the, in the truck world and it broke down a little bit differently in the marine world and the interesting thing is, you know, with truck, when we're talking to those two different groups, the message is a little bit different. The things you say are different because they have different needs. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised how many different segments were, there are for Marine and how, how unique they are for each. So can you kind of walk through, and we'll do it together, a couple of the different segments that we've kind of figured out, like, hey, this is, this is a segment. So what would be the yeah. first one up to bat? Um, one of our bigger, I guess, our bigger customers are the mobile Marine mechanics. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a big segment. And, and and those guys are pretty much all makes all models. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they don't they want to work on as much as possible and do as much work as possible. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of like an independent truck repair shop. Yeah. They don't know what they're going to work on. Could be could be anything at all. Uh, but they want to make sure they have coverage for it. And like you said, right. it could be from a dang near a trolley motor all yeah. the way up to a diesel engine. And those yeah. those mobile guys I, I don't know how many there are, but there, there are tons of them. Yeah. So I I get that segment. I, you know, because I can relate to truck. What's, what's another segment? So your other segments, like your small shops, you know, the, the guy that doesn't have the OEM software and doesn't sell that many, but they work on pretty much everything that comes in, you know, for, you know, with the neighborhood or their community. Um, they're not big by any means, but they need something to work on something. So not the mobile guy, but he's got a, he's got a shop. And I, I can say I've only been in a handful of boat shops. I'm used to truck shops, right? Like 20 technicians, big bays all over. <laughs> Every marine shop I've been in that's not a dealer, it's like, I wouldn't say, you know, there's obviously nice ones out there, but some of those yeah. I've been to have been like literally lean-tos that they're oh, pulling yeah. boats under to work on <laughs> yeah. and do things yeah. with. Yeah. So you got that segment. What, what would be another one? You got our surveyors. Uh, you know, they'll do surveys on ships for insurance companies or the customer. They pay for a survey to get, you know, make sure that boat's working all is, right before is they that what it, Is it like certification stuff they have to do every year on boats or yeah. is it inspections? Well, or? yeah, inspections. You know, they want to make sure the whole hole doesn't have a hole in it or it's, it's going to sink as soon as they purchase it or, you know, the insurance company wants to make sure everything's fine before they 
you know, give insurance on that. I can imagine you have a cruise boat and you have people on it. You probably got to have some type of inspection done yeah, by Coast somebody, Guard. yeah, the Coast Guard or Coast whoever Guard it is. It, yeah. I know here on Lake Murray next to us, I remember a couple of years ago, they went around one of those cruise ships or one of the little cruise ships we yeah, have yeah. with the hammer and they like thudded it and mm-hmm. then it didn't thud, it went like through the hull. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, you're decommissioned. Yeah, right? sounds like so, a good cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay off that boat. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so surveyors, why, why are they buying diagnostic tools? Aren't they just, they're doing inspections and making sure the boat's safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing inspections, you know, they'll run through, yeah, they, they'll do hull inspections and stuff on the actual boat, but they want to, you know, they want to give that engine a good look for the customer, whoever, whoever their customer is, you know, they want to make sure that there's no codes, you know, you know the injectors are good, you know, there's no codes that they don't know about. They want to make sure everything's you know, running right for that customer. So I, I totally get it. You know, the message to these independent guys that are have the mobile guys at the shops is like, hey, you need to work on everything. The surveyor, he doesn't really care to do the diagnostics. He cares more about, I just want to inspect these things, give people a health report on hours, yeah. consumption, fault codes, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. So again, totally different marketing message we have to do to yeah. attract surveyors. And then what's another what's another group of customers? I, I mean, your yachts, you know, your big yacht, you know, there's there's companies that own you know, 12 to 15 different yachts that they have running all over the, the ocean, wherever they are, you know, Middle East or the Bahamas or whatever. So they have to have functionality. Some of them yachts, you know, they'll, they may have a boat with some outboards on it or they may have a couple jet skis, you know. Yeah, on there too. I think that's what's unique to it. They may have diesel engines in the bottom. They yeah. got some. They got some little watercraft on there. They drop in the water with some yeah. outboards. They have a generator on board to generate electricity on the on the things. Yeah. They're diesel usually. Right. Then, you, like you said, you have your jet skis. So they they for those guys, it's almost like a toy. I think too. Some of those yacht <laughs> owners, right? Yeah. They're kind of like, oh, only only seven grand. That's a that's a fuel bill, right? Yeah. Like yeah. for those guys. So yeah. it's a again a, a different marketing message that we need to get across. Um, and what's what's one more group? And I know, I know there's a bunch of them out there. Um, you know your your rentals. I guess you have your boat rentals. You know there's there's a couple boat rentals all around us, but you know they'll also have like PwC rentals or um, some of the the tropical places have PwC rentals with you know four runners, um, four runners, uh, four wheelers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I'll give another one too. Um, that would be the commercial business, right? You got yeah. your, I mean, Hey, I love watching them catching crab on discovery channel yeah, and, yeah. and catching tuna out, out, yeah. out in, right off the stores of North Carolina yeah. by us. Right. Um, so it, and it's it, the part I go back to to everybody is depending on who your customer is, you need to give a different marketing message to them. So mm-hmm. the yacht owner, it's, Hey, here's a, here's a little peace of mind and it's a, it's a toy essentially. Right. So you can mm-hmm. hook up and see what's going on with your stuff. Yeah. For that guy that's running a business, the commercial, the tugboats, the uh, the fishing vessels, all those guys, barges, that's just pure like downtime is going to kill me, kind of like the right. off-highway industry. Mm-hmm. Then as we started the conversation with the other customers, the mobile guys, the independent shops, it's they just want it so they can get more business. So mm-hmm. that's been the hard part, I think, for us is getting that message across to all those different segments. Yeah. And because yeah. all those people hang out in different different places, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's it's been a challenge of ours. And we've been selling marine for a couple of years, but it's good to see marketing's kind of figure out the online thing and they're clicking through and leads yeah. are coming in and people are finding us and website traffic's going the right way. So it's just it's a grind, but it, it all really started with you making friends on on boats. So yeah. I, I have to ask, you know, can you is there any particular boats that stick out in your mind as like, man, I can't believe I'm on this boat or oh. like what what have you been on? Like where where have you got to go to with this? Oh man. Um so you know, we've been to the Miami boat show, Fort Lauderdale boat show, uh we've been up to Rhode Island, but they're they're the yacht show. That that was amazing. Uh seeing those yachts that uh, 
broker out. So um, I've never I've never been to a, a boat show. I've been to plenty of truck shows. What's yeah. a boat show? Are they are they big? Are these? I got to imagine it takes a lot of effort to bring in boats to one location. So they are they longer shows or what are they? How big are these things? Some of them are fairly long. There's one in Texas that's like ten days long that we haven't went to. But um, you know Miami and Fort Lauderdale are four or five days. You know um, there's other ones that are shorter. You know you have Ibex that's coming up now. That's more. Not so much a boat show, but more like the B2B stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're huge. Some of them, like Miami and Fort Lauderdale are probably the biggest ones I've been to. And it, there's boats everywhere. I mean, from from PWCs in the building to, you know, Caterpillar engines or uh, MTU engines sitting in the building. Then you have, you know, multimillion-dollar yachts sitting outside. And you can go walk at, like— uh, I, was, I was just going to ask that. So, like, people at this show, they can just, like, go walk through these yeah, yachts yeah, and see what they look like? Just take your shoes off. That's just all take I care. your shoes off, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be, I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, I, and um, I can only imagine, okay, my perception of like a Miami boat show is a bunch of like drug dealers walking around. There's or some of them. Their entourage. Them. Yeah. Is there, yeah. does, that, does that go on there? Yeah, the yeah, I mean, you don't know, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. They're there. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember you sending me some of the pictures and some of those yeah. boats just having like the four big engines on the back mm-hmm. or five. And I'm always like, man, who can afford these things? And yeah. I was like, you know what? It, Every time I see one, it's either, I mean, like, man, that guy's a drug dealer or it's like the U.S. <laughs> Coast Guard, right? Like, I feel like those are, the, those are the two people buying the yeah. buying the big boats. But I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of legit uses out there oh, yeah, for yeah. those things yeah. and as it, well. It's funny. Like, every show you go to, uh, the, it only gets bigger. Like, the engine outboards, they get bigger. And now, like, Mercury's putting out, like, a 650. You don't need four 400s on the back <laughs> or four 300s. You can put a couple 650s on there. Like, when's they going to stop? I mean, they're huge. Yeah. But it's really cool to see. Um, and it, it's, it's a lot. It's amazing how much technology is coming into that, that marine world. And it's yeah. a world a lot of people don't see. But again, 17 million boats in the United States. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think COVID really uh, put a big stress on all these manufacturers too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just, they're all out of stock right now. They mm-hmm. can't get boats fast enough. I, I drove by one the other day and I thought they were out of business because there was like yeah. literally no boats in the yard. And I went in there because I need some parts for my pontoon boat. I'm like, you guys are right. And there's salespeople sitting there like, we got nothing to sell for six months. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's, don't want that job right now, right? <laughs> no, uh, no, granted, they, they probably made pretty good money before that. Yeah. Uh, so some of the challenges that you see in that industry, um, the guys that are buying it, what are the big challenges or problems you've been you've been hearing from those guys when, when you've talked to them? So, I mean, a lot of it's like they can't, you know, as far as the shops with mechanics, they can't find enough mechanics. You know, there's a shortage with that. Um, and sometimes it's a software that we just, we can't develop it quick enough for what's being put out in the industry. Um, and that doesn't fall on us per se, but I mean, we try and help out the, the, the guys, you know, Tex and Kajali get it as quick as possible. But I mean, it's with those engines changing, it's so hard to get that stuff out quick enough for the, for the customers. Um, that's our biggest problem, but I know the customers, you know, with the mechanics and stuff, that's that's a huge thing. Yeah. So a, you're here about the shortage. Is there a shortage of marine technicians as well yeah. that, you, that yeah. you hear about and they complain about? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, hopefully we've sold a couple to some schools in Florida, so hopefully we can get our tools out there and help help with that, you know, issue. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've, we've talked about that on the diesel side a lot where there's just no availability of diesel technicians out there. Yeah. Um, I think I had Tim Spurlock on here a couple months ago and it's something like, 70,000 open job positions on mm. on Indeed, right? It's crazy. <laughs> it like, There's like 5,000 people available or something something yeah. crazy. And it's, just, it's just getting worse. And I, I think Marine, I look at it, you know, what's going on in the diesel world for on-highway and off-highway. I think the same thing for Marine. Like people yeah. just can't get the training and access to the tools and repair information. And these engines got a lot more complex. Yeah. And I think dealers are just busy and full. 
I know I I have I have a pontoon boat to try tune and I got two jet skis and I had a problem with both both jet skis three months ago and maybe it was in four months ago. I still don't have them back. <laughs> like it, it's they're just and it's not like they don't know how to do it. It's just they're literally slammed. They don't even answer the phone when I call. It took me like ten phone calls just to find out yeah. like can you guys get this for me? Because I don't have a trailer. Like I'm just dependent on them to do all these things. Yeah. And it's really it's really a struggle out there. So I I don't know how that world keeps moving forward either without more bodies coming into that industry yeah. or technology helping to solve it. It's it's a challenge. Cause my, my general belief is it's a lot of independent mobile guys and repair shops that are doing a lot of this work. Mm-hmm. And the dealers are so busy just taking care of installing engines on new boats, trying to get them yeah. trying to get them out the door. Yeah. So it'll it'll be an interesting challenge um, as things come up here. Um, and you mentioned a couple shows you've been to and all of them were domestic, but you yeah. had the opportunity last year to actually hop across the pond. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, where did you go? And what was that like? So we went to the Mets trade show. It's in Amsterdam. Um, it's more of a B2B, kind of like Ibex, um, only on a bigger scale. Um, interesting place. Interesting place. There's a lot of bicycles. <laughs> um, they use a lot of bicycles to get where they're going. It was a big show. There's a lot of people from different countries. I mean, all over the world. We met a lot of cool people. Um, it was really, really cool to see, like, just the people in there from all over the world um, so, all have the same need as far as diagnostic tools. So I always joke because we go to these big truck shows and there's always like, oh, this is the the Asian pavilion. This is the yeah. South American pavilion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, oh, it's America. You know, yeah. but... I, I guess we had the American Pavilion when yeah, we went to yeah, we were in, <laughs> we were in the American Pavilion. Yeah, we were uh, with the N N M M A. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, um, well, we were we were in their kind of space, but we were in the United States or whatever, um, right next to I think. Where were we next to? Maybe Italy. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many of them, but yeah, yeah. So they got to have sectioned off by country. Um, it was, it was a lot to take in and fun to see. So how long do you think it would take to walk a show that large? We tried walking it while we were working the booth, and I, we never saw everything. I mean, it, we were it's a three-day show, so yeah. maybe if you concentrated and, you know, you worked it hard, you could probably do it in three days. But. Yeah. Well, and the, the cool thing I like about boats is because those engines aren't just used in the United States. Right. They're used pretty much all over the world yeah. in that regard, right? They're not making yeah. different, a different, I don't know if, you know, Yamaha engines are in other countries, but if they are, I can't imagine they're making them different than the manufacturing side. Some of the emissions is differently, but I mean, for the most part, they're the same engine, yeah. So let's talk about the two products we represent, mm-hmm. Texan and Kajali. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm I'm a smooth brain when it comes to marine diagnostics, but <laughs> I, I did have a problem with my boat, right? The, yeah. the, the, the beeping's going off and I'm like, what the <laughs> heck does that mean? I had no idea, right? Yeah. So I will say, you know, I was able to get the cowl off, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got that far, I know, to check my oil and the engine yeah. and stuff. And then I'm, then I'm like, you know, I found the diagnostic port and mm-hmm. the software actually told me like a little video and a picture, like it's right here. Yeah. I'm like, sure enough, there, there it is, right? right. So I, I found that. And then I made like the rookie mistake. I couldn't get it connect and I, I made the rookie mistake. And I knew better because on trucks, you always have to have the key in the on position. Yeah. And I, I totally, I totally <laughs> messed that up and forgot that. But once I got that done, like it was actually pretty easy using the software. And yeah. I'm not a marine technician. What right. Can you talk a little bit about the, the ease of use of these programs? I mean, I didn't know anything about either program and you flopping them on my desk and saying, figure it out. You know, I figured it out. Yeah, I was still learning, but... They're easy. I mean, it, 
it walks you through it. It tells you, it gives you the pictures and what cable to use. You know, as, as long as you're somewhat good with a computer, you can figure it out. And it's, it's super easy. Um, it's, it's made that way for a reason so that everybody can use it. And we're not, you know, fighting things like that. So in my particular case, it, it, I logged in, I clicked the fault codes. It's like, oh, you have water in your fuel. Yeah. I'm like, well, I know this because I lost my gas cap. I'm like, right. okay, it makes sense then why, everything, yeah. why everything's happening here. Um, but it even told me like, hey, go here. And I had like little instructions on where to go and what to do and how yeah. to fix that everything. And I'm yeah. like, this is pretty dang slick. Like yeah. they, they really they really made it easy. So, yeah. um, and I, I know we sell both brands, Texa, we sell mm-hmm. Kajali. Um, there's a little bit of pros and cons to each of them. Any, sure. any why, do you have any idea why customers kind of lean one way or the other when they're looking at those? Um, so they're pretty similar in coverage. Uh, there's, you know, one, there might be one missing from one or the other one might have it, you know, that, that might be the case. Um, sometimes, you know, like the prices might be a little different, you know, the renewals are a little bit cheaper with Texa compared to Kajali. Um, Kajali has a little bit more on the diesel side for his generators. Um, you know, it's, it's tit for tat really. Um, yeah. They're both, they're both easy to use. Um, and they're, I mean, they're great, you know, as far as having what you need. Um, some of the newer engines, you know, they still have to develop that and repair information and stuff. But, I mean, everything's right there. Yeah. So, I think, does Kajali divvy up their licenses a little bit differently? I think they have, like, a, don't they have, like, an inboard, an outboard, a diesel, and a So, PNC yeah, they have a, they have a complete kit, and then they have an inboard kit, they have an outboard kit, then they have an inboard-outboard kit, then they have a PWC kit. We actually did the diesel kit on our side. Because we were seeing a lot of guys that just wanted diesel coverage, so we we're like, "Ah, oh, we'll just make a diesel kit, and yeah. that'll, you know, it'll hit those guys, save them a little bit of money, and give them what they need." So, yeah, yeah. Does Texas, Texas split up into two different licenses? Texas two. two how, licenses. how do they split theirs? I got a basic and a plus, and basically the basic is all gas engines, and then the plus is, it. is your diesel coverage. Um, not all those kits are going to come with all the cables. There's other cables you can buy. It just yeah, depends how, on how the many level. cables are there for the market? Oh, truck, truck. We got lucky, right? There's th- Otto's got like one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truck's got like three. <laughs> How many? How many we got going on in the uh, Marine I world? I don't even know. Uh, Seventy, maybe. I, it's that bad. It, and it depends on which manufacturer too, because you got other, you know, generator coverages and stuff like that. The OEMs didn't make it easy by putting out one plug on each one. You know, they got to have two or three just for one manufacturer. Yeah, they all kind of decide to do their own thing. But yeah. I, I will say, I was really amazed the first time I used it. I was able to do all the tests and see all the data and do those things. And, and the really interesting thing for me is the competitive side of this because. Texan Kajali appear to have the best coverage, mm-hmm. but they're the not most they're not most, uh, they're not the most popular tool that's out there. Right. There's actually an existing one out there, Meds, I believe it is, yeah. that has has wider coverage. And yeah. any idea why that is or, or why they have so many of those out there? I, I think Meds really hit it off with the Mercury guys. You know, they, they have a lot of good Mercury coverage. Um, and I, you know, they have other things that they do. You know, CDI, they make injectors and and parts and stuff. But I think they really just they grabbed Mercury when they could and really jumped on it. Um, but I mean, it's a good tool. It just, in my opinion, I think ours, you know, have more information, you know, the repair information, wiring diagrams, stuff like that. Plus we have our coverage for diesels. Ridiculous. I don't see any other tool on the market that covers them. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's truly amazing. Like my mind was blown when I first found out truck had a multi-brand tool with both Texas and Kajali yeah, can do. Yeah. And then, then when I found out they could do off highway, my mind was even more blown. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we do Marine too. And it's crazy talking to those guys. Cause now they're talking about oh, hey, we're going to do chainsaws, we're going to do forklifts. Yeah. Kajali just came out with their material handling mm-hmm. kit, right? So yeah. it it makes sense. Everything is going electronic. Um, everything has ECMs on them now. Um, and it, the part I'm interested too, I, do, do you know at all? I don't. I should ask this beforehand. You see electrification coming to cars, coming to trucks. 
Do they have? Do they have electric boats? Is that is that a thing? Do you, do you see that at shows at all, or has that ever come up? Yeah, they're working on it. I mean, a, the biggest thing we see right now is the diesel outboards, but the, yeah, there's there's electric outboards coming now. Yeah, and it's it's only a matter of time. So, so. plug them at the dock, charge them up, and go back up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I would actually really like that because I never go out for more like an hour or two to go kind of yeah. piddle around with the family and right, everything. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, my boat goes through gas. I, I don't mind paying the gas bill. Mm. It's just like, especially when I my, my we had a lake house way on the other end of the lake from where yeah. the beach area was. Like, it was half a tank down and back, <laughs> right? It was like 85 bucks. <laughs> I'm like this. Oh. And, and I couldn't get two trips in because I didn't have enough gallons of capacity to carry yeah. it all. So electric, I probably would have been pretty into an electric. Yeah. An electric. Yeah. You just don't want to be out on the ocean, you know, 20 <laughs> miles out and it lose charge. Yeah, lose your charge. Yeah. Maybe get solar panels out or something yeah, yeah, in the yeah. ocean. I don't know. They'll, Gas they'll, back up. Man, there's, like there's smart people out there. They are yeah. going to figure this out. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. let's just wrap this up by saying, I kind of pulled you away from the marine side yeah. recently. Yeah. So why don't you tell them kind of what you're, what we, what we have you doing now? I know you're still helping on the marine mm-hmm. side. Um, we have salespeople out there, but what are you? What do we have you doing helping with this now? Oh man, where do I start? Um, so we we reskinned our diesel explorer program, so we have that. That's our truck software. Um, I'm working with engineers and testing that stuff out and trying to get it to read all the codes. And um, we're working on that program. And then we have uh, Pocket Fleet, which is our paid truck program. So we're we're testing that out and working on that and uh, working with engineers on that side. And then we also have the diesel decoder, which is our little knob that yeah. connects to the nine pin. So working with engineers on that. So I'm learning a lot of truck stuff here. I was going to say, so you knew nothing about Marine when you got in there. You did a great mm-hmm. job for us. You yeah. helped us build a seven-figure business, right? Now we're like, great, Tim. You get to go You get to go help <laughs> us more on the more on the truck side. We need more, we yeah. need more help over here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a transition our company's making going through. Mm-hmm. Marine's still doing well. Obviously, we're we're just needing to get the word out more that these things yep. exist. I think that's the biggest thing is people don't know all makes aftermarket tools exist that actually do something yeah. on on engines for yeah. Marine. So excited to be there. All right. So if people want to find more about Marine Diagnostic Tools, what mm-hmm. what website do they go to? MarineDiagnosticTools.com. All right, and I'm totally gonna to make you give your your person your company email address, not your personal <laughs> one, right? All right. It's a personal. You give me the look there, like, oh my god, what's he <laughs> what asking are you doing for? to me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Give give your work one just in case someone's yeah. listened to this. They want to look. I, my my perception is a lot of people that work on truck mm-hmm. don't realize there's a lot of marine diesel engines just sitting in a harbor near them. Oh yeah. And they're if they have one of our other tools, they're not that far away right. from being able to go hook up to yeah. them. Most of the customers already have the laptop. They probably already have the interface box. Mm-hmm. They just need a software license, right. which doesn't really cost that much, yep. and their lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> and they just need to buy a couple of cables, and yeah. they may be able to open themselves up to working on some of these engines. Especially go focus on the diesel ones first, maybe before sure. they get the gas. But yeah. they're out there. It's not a quantum leap. Yeah. Let's shoot them your email. Tim at diesellaptops.com. Man, how did you get a first name only email address? We don't do those anymore around here. So I think it stopped after number seventy-one. I was seventy. So. Yeah, right at, <laughs> no, right at the cutoff. Right at the yeah. cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, with all that said, I want to thank you for coming in here. Thank you. Last in your family, but certainly not least. Uh, if I say anything else besides that, your wife will probably come slap me aside my head. That's all right. I get slapped daily. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps us both in line, right here, which, yeah, is, right. which is a good thing. So with that said, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, it's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right with diesel laptops. Mm -hmm.